o'clock on Wednesday, and you know what that means. You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Kick back and relax the next hour as we talk all things basketball surrounding the Plains and the SEC. Keep that dollar right here, and let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's edition of the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Today, I'm joined by three wonderful guests, Mr. Harrison Tarr, pretty much as usual, Mr. Dylan Lark, as How's, usual, yet how's again. How's it going? Yeah, say hello. And then we have uh, my roommate showed up today, uh, Anthony Espido. Say hello to everybody. How you guys doing? All right, all right. So we have a full store, a full show in deck for y'all today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of the NBA playoffs, uh, our little historical Hoopers segment I always have every week. Uh, a little bit of the NBA draft coming up, and then we'll do some pickums for the NBA uh, playoffs that we have. So I'm going to run through kind of what we have seen since the last time that we were on the show, some of the stuff that's happened in the playoffs. So not all of it. We don't need to not, talk not about all of it. We don't need to talk about everything specifically last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're going to talk a little bit about uh, so Atlanta obviously took down Charlotte and Cleveland to make it in the playoffs. And that's the all that's in. happened for the Hawks so far. Yeah, uh, the Pelicans took down San Antonio, and then the LA Clippers to make the playoffs. Uh, obviously, and then we're going to kind of go through a few of the games. I've, pick, I've picked two of them out that I think they're, were the most interesting uh, from the past couple of days. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics. That game won. Obviously, uh, Celtics win 115-114 on Easter Sunday. Cardiac kids. Yeah. Uh, obviously, and then the New Orleans Pelicans last night uh, picking up a win against Phoenix to tie the series at one. Uh, and then about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to run through kind of the other games, and we're going to talk about those two games specifically. Um, so the other series kind of totals, obviously Philadelphia, the 76ers lead Toronto, uh, 2-0 Golden State leads Denver 2-0 Utah and Dallas tied at one apiece Memphis and Minnesota tied at one apiece, uh, and then Bucks and lead the Chicago Bulls, uh, one to nothing. Cover then, your ears, Tony. Yes. And then it's all right. It's all right. We'll get them back. <laughs> I, I, I can't forget the part where, uh, the, the Miami, uh, heat are, uh, leading the Atlanta Hawks to nothing in the series. That series is actually not started yet. Yeah, it doesn't exist These at this point. These are two warm-up games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? For the sake of Tony, that series hasn't started either. True. I mean, the Bulls may be, you know, 0-5 against them now on the on the season, but, you know, the Bulls are going to come in hot in Chicago. Hey, they got them right <laughs> where they want them. Hey, it's really all you can ask for. It really is. Y'all have teams in the playoffs? Yeah, y'all, sorry, y'all. man. Sorry, Thunder fan. <laughs> Imagine being an Oklahoma City Thunder fan at this day and age. Totally put my heart. <laughs> in the back. Give them till twenty thirty two. Yeah, after they've used all like four hundred. I was about to say they have they like four hundred draft picks <laughs> between now and then, so they should be fine. Yeah, they got four. They got four hundred draft picks. They'll they'll be fine. They'll figure something out. That team might be all right by twenty twenty six. They will be a forty win team by twenty thirty two. Yeah, <laughs> they might be sneaking into the playoffs through the play, and we'll never know. <laughs> Dylan not having a good time. Certified no. not a good time. All right, let's uh let's talk about the uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics game one. Obviously, I kind of previewed it a little bit. One fifteen, one fourteen win for the Celtics. Obviously, a buzzer beater win. Uh, Jason Tatum uh, hitting the first Celtics buzzer beater uh, in the playoffs since Paul Paul Pierce did it in twenty ten against well the Miami Heat. What do y'all yeah. think about that game? What do y'all think about that game? I turned it off, man. I thought the Celtics had it in the bag. Like I flipped all over to like watching college baseball, and uh, I was taken aback when I realized that <laughs> Brooklyn had stormed all the way back. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's the Ky- that the Kyrie KD factor now. 
Oh yeah. Like I mean that that's they're just never out of a game. That that's what it's all about, you know. I mean that's you 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 mentioned it last week that you thought Boston was just gonna sweep. Uh, that's still on the table. It's still yeah. Obviously, it's still on the table. We'll find out tonight if it remains on the table. Yeah, but that's I was one of the things that I mentioned that you know you have Kyrie and you have KD on the same team. Yeah, but like the depth, I just questioned. I don't think they have a squad that can really actually make any kind of serious noise in the playoffs. Seth Curry will show up one game also. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Now he that's started off book hot. it, book it. Yeah, he, he started off hot in that game. I can't lie. But I mean, I, I guess this is kind of biased for because it's impossible for me to pull for the Brooklyn Nets, and I don't usually let my bias show. I try not to. Why is it impossible for you to root for the Brooklyn Nets? I just I don't understand. Like I was very high on them coming into this year. And then they had to blow everything up with the whole Harden Simmons situation. Which, by the way, did Simmons play? Uh, I actually don't. I think no, Friday. Friday. You think he's playing Friday? He's playing yeah. Friday. Or, or okay, so if there's no basket, there's a good chance that Ben Simmons is the MVP. <laughs> if there's no basket, well, no. If he's if he's within the three point line, he's the MVP. Um, I mean, I just I don't have a lot of faith in 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 this Brooklyn team. Every time I've given them the benefit of the doubt this year, they have proved to me that I shouldn't have. And I don't really love the upside. I mean, Boston's playing the, I mean, I think we can all agree, the hottest basketball, ho- hottest game in basketball right now. Like they're, they're Yeah, the they, have, they have been the hottest team in basketball for pretty much the second half of the season. And there's an element of being hot at the right time. I just, I like Boston a lot. To, if, if it's not a sweep, a gentleman's sweep, 4-1. I, I don't know. I think this is a closer series than what you'd like to think. Yeah, um, seven games for sure. I, I, would, I probably wouldn't go seven games. I'm thinking five or six. Okay, um, five would be a gentleman's sweep. F- fair enough. Uh, six games, six games. The four-two, um, like they're definitely gonna pick one up in Brooklyn. Um, oh, if they p- pick one up in Brooklyn, it's over. Like that's it. Well, I'm talking about like Brooklyn's gonna pick one up in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not I thought Boston. You Boston. You yeah. understand my confusion there. I thought yeah. You yeah. Boston's gonna win one of the games in Brooklyn. I was like, well, then they go back to Boston three-one. Then I advantage Boston for sure, right? Well, yeah, it has to be. Um, I mean, even like usually, as the you know, you win game one as the team that has home field home court advantage, technically in this case, uh, and you pick one up on the road, you're more than likely going to win the series. Good thing the Miami Heat are not going to win in Atlanta. So, <laughs> <laughs> oof, it's called manifesting, boys. You ought to try it. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been trying to do that. I say you're Chicago sports I, fan, I, so never mind. You just know pain and suffering. That's it. Yeah, pain, suffering, even. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's really rough. yeah it's a rough life. All right, so uh, yeah, obviously Nets come back from a double double digit halftime de- or double digit deficit in the second half, take a lead in the final minute of the game, and then obviously lose it on the buzzer beater. Uh, Jason Tatum finishes the night with thirty one points. Kyrie Irving thirty nine points, eighteen of those in the four- fourth quarter. Um, KD twenty three points on nine of twenty four shooting. Pretty poor night of shooting from KD. Kind of what we not what we expect out of uh, MVP All Star type caliber players. Things we love to see KD not shooting the ball well. Okay, Thunder fan. Um, Listen, be more hurt about it, man. I don't know how you feel? <laughs> hey, let everybody know you don't like KD. Tell him. I hate KD. It's not a not like. It's I a got a counterpoint. I hate. I love Kevin Durant. I just don't like the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yeah, I really like Kevin Durant. I he's just electric. He's just so good at basketball. I don't know how you can hate watching him play basketball. Best player. In the I league. can do it easily, actually. First or second best player in the league? I think he's first. I think I, he's Giannis. Best player. Yeah, no, Giannis, I mean, you know, I watch him play the Bulls, and that man just stretches his arm to the basket. You know, I, I'm i an all-around player kind of guy. You know, KD doesn't really have the defense like Giannis, but and, well, KD best can shoot shooter the ball for too. sure, yeah. I mean, shoot the ball with, with efficiency. Yeah. Well, he shoots at, like, a different level of efficiency compared to, obviously, Giannis, who, can't still, who still can't make a three-pointer. 
Which is hilarious to hey, me. Hey, listen. <laughs> the free throws kill me. The free throws <laughs> no, are so there, 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 will, there will be nothing ever like what we saw in last year's postseason with in the LA, Hawks. Uh, excuse me, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, with the Hawks and the Bucks, where the uh, the Hawks fans were just counting. counting. That was so fun. That cracked me up like on a different level. I was counting from my couch, not going to lie to you. Oh, I was too. It was so funny. Um, best part is that it actually worked. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's get back on track to this Brooklyn Nets game. Last thing I want to mention about this, uh, Kyrie Irving, of course, getting the normal Boston welcome we'd expect out of him. And, well, simply I'd like to say that he responded in the most Kyrie way possible. That's not an air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, if you, if you uh, didn't know Kyrie Irving, I, every time he goes into Boston – Pretty much, he gets booed, extremely loud. People Understandably, just, by the way. <laughs> yeah, people just—I mean, tell everybody, "Oh, I'm coming back if you'll have me." And then there's reports like he was never coming back. Like, yeah, I mean, but you have—you have—it's been three years since that all happened with his time in Boston. It's—it's it's time to move on. We're I'm, talking about Boston sports fans; they don't have a short memory. <laughs> that's fair. I know that firsthand too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's that's what, in my opinion, makes Boston the best sports town in the country. It is. It is elite. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I feel like if Chicago gets a couple more championships here and there, <laughs> stop definitely with Chicago. Chicago. But, you My know, favorite Boston thing ever was uh, Billy Football on uh, Barstool Sports is a huge Boston Celtics fan. And he's like, yeah, well, like, Boston's the best sports city. And they were like, what's the second best? He goes, L.A. And they were like, what? And he goes, yeah, it makes all of our wins over the Lakers look way better. And I was like, fair enough, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to uh, throw my name in the hat that L.A. is the second-best sports city. That way, the win over the uh, Dodgers uh, in the NLCS last year looks better. So. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't say Houston that way, though the World Series win looks better? Yeah, Houston's like universally hated unless you're from Houston now. Yeah, like, everybody the, hates the, Houston. It's impressive how the Astros have like ruined the reputation of all Houston sports. Houston's just like right now as a sports like town. Fire. It's just a dumpster, yeah. All right, anyways, the Rockets so. are miserable. Um, the Texans, Texans are abysmal. Astros are the only team team actually doing semi well, and well, everybody just hates them because of the cheating scandal. MLB The Show just released a buzzer beater challenge with Jose Altuve hit a home run. <laughs> I'm not kidding; it's real. <laughs> it's today's daily challenge. All right, looks like I have to do that challenge. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the next game that we have on the thing. We got five minutes to talk about this one, or four minutes to talk about it. Um, we can probably wrap it up a little bit quick, too, as well. Um, obviously, the New Orleans Pelicans sealing a win in Phoenix, uh, tying the series at one apiece. Um, Brandon Ingram, 37 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. CJ McCollum, 20, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Brandon went super gremlin, bro. I don't, do the Lakers like regret not keeping Brandon Ingram around? I think there's a lot of things the Lakers regret Wait, right are, now. Are you, ask, are you asking us if the Lakers regret – Keeping Kyle Kuzma over Brendan Ingram. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yes. Hmm. Trying to pose a question for y'all to answer. Hey, Kuzma's a world champion. He is. Mickey Mouse world champion, but a world champion. Lay Disney. Well, it's uh, Lay Mickey and then A. Disney. I mean, go to football. Jimmy Garoppolo has two rings, but I wouldn't put him in the top 15 quarterbacks. Who cares if you want to back up, if you're a back, or not even a six man. On that team, really, Kuz was a six man. He was, uh, he was a six man on that team for oh, sure. Yeah, for sure, he may not have been a good. He may not have been a good six man, but he was a six man on the team. I wouldn't even say he's a good player. He was certainly on the team. <laughs> he was there. He was present. He'd be he a killer a on their G League team, though. Yeah, South Bay Lakers kind of nasty. Where <laughs> is he now? Isn't he somewhere? Uh, Washington. Washington. That, okay. Where careers go to die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. Chill out. John Wall built his career there. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and where where did he go after he left there? Uh, has he what? Did he leave there? Oh yeah. In Houston? No. Oh. He, he was he was in Houston. He was in. Uh, He's part of the Westbrook trade. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he? He didn't he end up in OKC for like a minute or two. Yeah. John Wall. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Was he on the Thunder? Yeah. No, that was that was I think that was Kemba. Oh, it was Kemba. Oh, we did have, Kemba. we did have we did have Kemba for. Oh, Kemba. Kemba even, I miss. Kemba. I don't even think Kemba played for us. No, he didn't. They like shut. Him. I don't remember who got him, but they like immediately shut him down this season. <laughs> okay. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I hate my team. <laughs> Can we talk about the first half that Devin Booker had? Uh, well, because he only played a first half, Dude, 20, twenty-five Book minutes, different, thirty-one points in the first half. He also dapped a baby up, kind of, kind of. That sick, was though. sick. That was, was so funny. funny. <laughs> if he stayed healthy, that, that, that was a clean dap too. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that baby's with it. Like you know what I'm saying? About it. I don't know if the baby was one dapping. I think it was the the, the dad like the dad who like, but it, but it was clean. The like was the whole clean. thing was yeah. executed very well. It was about as flawless as you could expect. It's it's shocking that your life could peak that quick in in your life. <laughs> yeah, right. What gets better than fist bumping Devin Booker in a playoff in a playoff game, game, in a playoff game. A, after he hits a shot and he's just chilling on the floor next to you? Like, where where do you go from there? You go to preschool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where you go from there. You learn how to spell. Right, fair enough. I guess I guess you go to preschool from there. No, that kid was just looking forward to going home and watch Peppa Pig, bro. Like, <laughs> Jeez, bro. Devin Booker's cool and all, but. Peppa. Yeah, Peppa Pig's where it's at. In the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think the most important stat from this game, though, out of all the ones that I mentioned, is that Chris Ball is now officially 0-14 in the playoffs when uh, Scott Foster is the head official. Is this an odd coincidence? Or is this Scott Foster in the NBA uh, have it out for... Uh, I'm a Chris, Chris Paul, Paul defender. He's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually a Chris Paul defender. Like, yeah, tie, He's tie, not healthy. Tie, tie, didn't play. No, he's not healthy. Chris Paul is. I, I think we can all agree here. Chris Paul is elite still at, at this day and age. Like even at oh, his yeah. in his oh, late thirties. Oh, I 30s. love Chris. I'm I'm not joking. Like I'm a Chris Paul defender. If he's healthy, last year could have been different. Like I fully healthy. So I watched that man yeah. carry the Oklahoma City Thunder to the to the playoffs one year. Somehow miraculously, he's different. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but but my question here is: Is this a coincidence that when a certain official is in the playoff game with Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah. Or, or is it or is that the NBA is rigged? The NBA is rigged. The NBA is clearly rigged. NBA is rigged because Scott Foster sucks. Scott Foster has literally, when he's been the head official, Chris Paul has never won a playoff game. He was the head official for the Cavs-Hawks um, playoff game, uh, play-in game. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the Hawks radio call, and the, and the play-by-play announcer goes, and uh, Scott Foster makes that call well-known well as the worst official in the NBA. I was like, okay, say that on public radio. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something. I mean, you don't memorize a good official's name. That's Angel Hernandez. I was about to say Angel Hernandez <laughs> with like a word. <laughs> oh my! I, I don't. I only oh recognize my. the bad ones. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have the few ones that like you know you see every year because obviously you see them come on TV all the time, like for especially for the NFL that are like you know are solid officials. But like everyone has those refs that you just like. Oh, he's calling my game. Yeah, and you're like, oh. it's got to be him. Like the the old guy for the Iron Bowl. Oh, awful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's all we have for this uh, first block of the Harvard Hooper and Weagle 91.1. We're going to step away for a quick two-minute PSA break. So stay right here, and we'll see you guys on the other side. All right, you're listening to the Hardwood Hoop right here in Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. And, well, we have another jo- uh, guest join us today in the studio, Mr. Daniel Locke. He's not currently sitting next to a mic, but he'll be there in a second. So we'll say hi to everybody. Um, say hello. Good morning, or I guess it's one o'clock. So it's, it's one not o'clock. Morning. So it's good afternoon. Me and my man Anthony are going to be sharing the mic here. Uh, it's great to be back on the hardwood hoop. My third consecutive appearance. 
Looking forward to it. Regular face Go around here. Repeat, bro. Yeah, repeat. <laughs> All right, not so one, not two. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good plug for your show, wasn't that it? Is, that is. That is. That is. Um, but all right, we have our special segment that we have every week here on the Hartford Hoop, which is the historical Hoopers segment. Um, so if you have not listened to the show before um, and are unaware as to what this segment entails, uh, I may be a basketball nerd, but I'm also a history nerd. And so what this does is it combines my love of those two things. So what we're going to do is I pick a random historical figure every week, someone that's just well-known throughout history. Um, so I mean, we've done like George Washington, Leif Erikson, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt, just random people like that. Uh, and we discuss whether or not they would be a historical hooper or good at the game of basketball. So this week, we have Mr. Harry Houdini as our historical hooper. All right. Automatic, yes. Like, there's <laughs> just no way he can't be. <laughs> All right. I guess I guess Daniel's already given his answer. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through – or. I'll just say, if you don't know who Harry Houdini is, he's a magician, obviously, one of the most well-known magicians from, like, the early 1900s. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a list of pros and cons uh, of what I have um, on him, some of, like, my research on him. So I spend about 30 minutes to an hour every week just looking at whether or not, like, just random historical facts about them. Um, so I'm going to go pro, con, pro, con, all right? And then we'll kind of come back together at the end and discuss whether or not he would have been a hooper. That sound good? Let's run it. All right. So my first pro um, is that he his so his obviously his main act as a magician is that he was an escape artist. All right. So <laughs> that could be a good thing. I'm just gonna say right now. Could be. Let me let me list off what kind of his uh, some of his acts as a uh, escape artist were. Uh, some of the one of the ones he was filled like in water tanks and had to like escape out of it um, while being chained. Uh, the Chinese water torture water torture cell. Uh, was the hallmark of his career, supposedly. He was, like, suspended by his feet, lowered uh, into a locked glass cabinet filled with water, uh, and he had to uh, escape, and it required him to hold his breath for at least three minutes. Jesus, Lord. Yeah. Um, so that was in his act pretty much from the 1912s, from 1912 until 1926, which is a long time. Yeah. Um, that was in his act? He did this routinely? Yeah. So clinical insanity. Yeah. But he's an escape artist, you know? I hope so. I'm just saying. He's got to be. Um, uh, one to con, he was short. He was five foot six, which a few times, you know, that's not always been a con. Muggsy Bogues, short. Still good at basketball. Nate Robinson, short. Still good at basketball. Jared Harper, short. Still good at basketball. There you Jared go. Harper's three, got three inches on this guy. Two and a half. Okay. We'll, we'll give him two and a half. It's like five nine, five eight. Uh, besides the point. Uh, his second pro, he was the head of the Society of American Magicians. Good leader. Um, yeah, so good leader. People respect him. Obviously, well known around his profession. Um, on my rundown, I just realized I spelled magicians wrong, and I didn't even autocorrect it. Um, so that's giving me a little chuckle right now. Don't worry, you spelled Cleveland wrong too. On yeah, I know. Um, you didn't spell it wrong. He did. I definitely did. Look at the top. It says Cleveland. Look at magician. Yeah, I, yeah, it's fine. I also played Oscar to Shiba long wrong later on. Uh, in the run as well. But that's besides the point. Uh, another one of his cons uh, was the way that he died. So I'm going to I'm gonna describe the way that he died because honestly, the way I chose this was I, I Googled randomest deaths that historical figures have had um, just to talk that's about. That's not demented. It. No. It's fun to look at sometimes. Uh, so Houdini was killed uh, basically by a college student's punch. Mm. So this student had seen Houdini's act where he received multiple blows to the torso without reacting. 
uh, and he was attempting to replicate the trick the trick by viciously punching Houdini. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, he didn't give Houdini time to brace for it, and his punches ruptured his appendix, and it killed him. So, doesn't have a strong will. Bro, your appendix is literally not even a... Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just think it's funny. That's I just think it's an interesting way to go. Um, not, not, you know, can't handle the punches in the paint, can't handle on the, on the big men is what I'm trying to say here. He can't handle himself down there. Um, and then another pro that I have is that he made a ton of movies so that he uh, can could he, so he could handle the big stage or, in a word, the big screen, obviously. Right. So he could handle himself when the lights are on at the most. And maybe he could be, you know, a big, a big playoff player, come up good in the clutch. Possible. Yeah. All right, that's all I have. I honestly spent 30 minutes on this. I couldn't find anything else about this man that was relevant. Uh, that's fine. I think this is a good one. This is a good yeah. One. Um, so, obviously, Daniel, you want to go into your reasons as to why he is one? Yeah, absolutely. So, like you said, 5'6". I've got 5'7". So, somewhere in that range, yeah. we can pretty much conclude that that's accurate. 156 and a half pounds. I think that's a good weight. Like, I think that's a good height-to-weight ratio. Because he can move well. Means he's and, built like me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're very good at basketball. Oh, <laughs> that's a take. If that's your reasoning, we need to go ahead and shut it down right now. Yeah. No, but kind of escape artist. He can get out of the trap. He can kind of sneak through guys. If he's shorter, going against tall guys, he can definitely get around them. These big lumbering guys who can't move very well. Yeah, but obviously, you know, he can't handle the punches when he gets in the paint, though. Yeah. Don't go in the paint. But your main reason was he's an escape artist, so he can kind of. Yeah, just pop up from mid range. Okay. Fair. So we have one yes. Anthony, I'll let you go since you're already in that mic as well. This man would never be a hooper, ever. <laughs> Why? 5'6". Sorry, you know, and you said he can't take blows. No shot. You know, put him up against Giannis? Nah. He's doing nothing. He, he's producing nothing on the court. Yeah, maybe he can get out of a trap here and there. Where's he going after that? I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb. Definitely can't shoot. There's no way. There's no way. He, he's good with his hands. He's not good with, you know, his arms. He, he doesn't have the aim. It's not there. Um, escape artist. You said the, the water trap. I will give him, you know, the conditioning might be there. Be able to, you know, run up and down the court a lot. Other than that, you know, maybe tracks his sport, not basketball. All right. So that's one yes, one no. Dylan, I'll go to you now. I'm also going to rock with the answer no. Okay. I think, yeah, you bring up the whole trap thing. He could get the ball out quick. But, I mean, after that, there's really nothing else he really can contribute, especially because he can't get physical because if he tries to drive in, he's just going to get beat up and murdered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, Anthony, I don't know how uh, – I don't, I don't think anyone would put a guy who's 5'6". Or six, six foot and below on uh, Giannis, anyways. <laughs> I, I would do it just to bully him, to get him, <laughs> to get him off the floor. You know, just stick it to him right off the right off the rip of the game. Bully, <laughs> bully the nerd. Something tells me that this whole Bulls Bucks series is taking a mental toll on Anthony over here. You know, it has. I'm just sick of Giannis, honestly. So <laughs> I just I just hate seeing him dominate everyone. You hate so. you hate seeing him be good at basketball. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really tough. You hate because I mean. How can you hate the most lovable guy in basketball? I, I know. He, he's a great guy. Just like Telling dad I, jokes I at his press see, conference. I just want to see – take away his height. I just want to see what he can do. You know, I mean, he's not the same player for sure, but – Okay, so let me change the <laughs> physical makeup of this 
great specimen of a basketball player oh, yeah. and see if he's still a great basketball player. That's not how that works. I, Anthony. No, I think it should. You know, I feel like most of it's you know talent. The other half it needs to be skill. I think. You know, okay, think so let's make Walker Kessler five two and see if he still leads the the NCAA well, in blocks. You know, he might. I don't know what his verse. <laughs> I didn't comment on the wingspan. That could still be there. You never know. Yeah. All right. This this leads us to you. So we have two two no's, one yes. We give to Harrison. You have the opportunity now. The floor is all yours to describe. I hate agreeing with Dylan. <laughs> Don't we all? What? <laughs> not only do I think Harry Houdini was not a basketball player, I think that Tony gave him too much credit at track. I think the dude's a scrub. Um, yeah, cool. Magic tricks. Sick. Escape artist. Actually very impressive. I don't think that that necessarily correlates to any kind of skill set in the athletic world, in the athletic realm. Uh, we're operating under different parameters here. This dude's tailoring his body to be a magician, not to be a hooper. All right, I need my guys in the weight room. I need them studying film. I don't think this is something that he's very strong at. Give him the leadership aspect, sure. But at the same time, I'm just not seeing enough here. I'm going to say Harry Houdini was a scrub. All right, you heard it here first. So we have we have three no's, one yes. That that automatically makes him uh, not a hooper. So my my point of view doesn't really matter. All right, um, so move on to the next. As, as we move into this, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna give it anyways well, because that's what this radio show is all about. I know that's why y'all are here is to hear my opinion on random things. It's definitely that's why they turned the off house. the radio. Facts. That's definitely why they turned off the radio. Um, but yeah, Harry Houdini, certified bum, certified scrub, not a hooper. Daniel is irate. Daniel's the only one by himself. Hey, this is sort of like what happened the other day. I'm not going to open the can of worms, but I'm used to this. I've been in this position before. He's been there before. I know how to come back from this. <laughs> and this guy's like Trey Young over here, bro. Yeah, I just I know what to do, so it's okay. Today won't be so fun. I'll just get back into the weight room, kind of get back to the drawing board, and then next week we'll be good to go again. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to go into my reasons as to why he's not going to be a good, good hooper. Uh, first off, 5'6". Yeah, that's I draw the that's, line there. That's rough. That's that's hard to deal with. Um, For whatever reason, five seven sounds better than five six. Like significantly. Really, yeah. Like infinitely. Yeah, it's bad. I, I'll give him the escape artist thing. I think that's cool. You know, you can kind of kind of wiggle your way out of tough tight spots. You're probably gonna have good handling skills as well. You can get out of those t- sticky situations when it really when it matters the most. But the thing is, he could not handle himself in the area I think is most important. For a small guard, which is being able to deal the basketball. Because this man, I don't even know where I'm going with this thought, honestly, at this point. Um, I've kind of lost my train of thought. This is hilarious. Uh, Basically, not a hooper. There we go. Found the answer. Yes, found the hooper. Basically, not a hooper. He can get out of tight spots, can handle the big stage. But when it comes to it, his height's what's going to matter to them most, and it's going to beat him up. Can't handle the punches. He doesn't have the doesn't have that strong will to be able to stand around in the paint. Might be able to pass the basketball just a little bit, but I don't think it. What I'm gonna say here, this is the worst non-historical hooper that we've had on the show. He's almost gonna be like me playing basketball. Bad. You don't want to watch it. You're taller than him though, too. So you know, I'd honestly put you above him. <laughs> I don't think Harrison's ever gonna let me play with him again. I I don't think that's where that was headed at all. I yeah. think we're headed to a PSA break. Well, <laughs> we got like six seconds. <laughs> My showings haven't yeah. been too good recently. Yeah. We're all about a basketball at this table if you haven't figured that out yet. That's why we're on the radio and not actually uh, on the hardwood. Yeah. So 
with that being said, we'll see you guys in two minutes. We're going to step away for a quick PSA break. So you guys stay tuned right here. We talk a little bit of Auburn basketball, some of the NBA draft as well when we get back from the other side. So stay tuned right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. What? You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Today I'm joined by Harrison Tarr. Yup. Dylan Lark. Yup. Anthony Espito. How's it going? And Daniel Locke. Go Celtics. Let's go. I got the names right. I didn't mix up Dylan Lark and Daniel Locke. I think I'm on a new plane. I don't understand in terms of how Dylan gets so flustered about this, and then Daniel just understands because it's a normal thing. I just like being chill. That's true. Just get my name right. <laughs> Your names are so similar, bro. Y'all work in a field where the most important thing is to get the names right. I know. And you're gonna get the names wrong on public radio. I didn't get the names wrong. I get it right. No, I got it right this time. Now. Jokes on you. Throwing in the towel. Taking my talents to the Harvard College of Business. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a quick comment to make. Oh, boy. Go for it. It's going to be so busy for me tonight. I'm covering the Auburn baseball game. I've got the Red Sox at 6 and the Celtics at 6. You have a full slate today. So I think to the game I'm going to bring my laptop, my iPad, and then my phone. Daniel Locke, iPad kid. <laughs> Not normally, but when you have to be, you have to be. Fair enough. <laughs> He's an iPad, iPad kid. kid. I'm sorry, that's so funny to me. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. All right, all right. So uh, if you just missed the, the last segment, we uh, discussed whether or not another historical figure would have been good at the game of basketball. Uh, this week's edition was uh, Harry Houdini. So if you didn't have a chance to listen to it, you can always find our show on anywhere you get your, uh, your podcast. So if you missed it, you can go back and listen to that at any point in time. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to move on to our next block where we're going to talk about a little bit about the NBA draft. So obviously the draft, uh, the set for the, I guess the the draft order has not been set yet. We still have until May 17th for when the lottery uh, gets announced and when those teams, those slots get basically picked. Um, but we do have a little bit of news before that uh, relating to the draft. Obviously Kentucky's Oscar Chibwe, uh is returning to Kentucky for his senior season. Obviously, if you don't know, uh, I think he was unanimous player of the year, um, won, won the Wooden Award, won the AP Player of the Year Award, average double-double last season with Kentucky, 17.4 points per game and 15.1 rebounds per game. Obviously, one of the most dominant players in college basketball will be back for another season next year at the Kentucky Wildcats. Wonderful. That's exactly what we like to see, more dominant basketball players in the SEC. That's what the NIL will do for you, folks. Yeah. Um, but – Moving on from that, we're going to go right into just some of the some of the stuff I found on the NBA draft. We're going to look at kind of what Sports Illustrated has mentioned of what they've, I guess their April 14th release of what they think the draft order is going to look like. So they have Houston uh, picking number one, obviously. Houston picking number one, Orlando picking two, and the Detroit Pistons picking three. Uh, pretty similar to what we saw last season um, in terms of the draft lottery. Worst teams in the NBA, obviously, going to be higher chances to be in those top three picks. Um, but the Houston Rockets are have that number one pick, and they're poised to select Jabari Smith, according to Sports Illustrated. Um, obviously, that would par- partner him up with Jalen Green, and for me, I think that's a very lethal combination of three-level scores for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that team, I mean, like that is an instant upgrade. Yeah, that team gets immediately better. Significantly. It's crazy until we trade for the first pick and get and Jabari Smith goes to the Oh yeah, game. whoever has the number one overall pick is going to trade, I'm sure. Yeah, especially in this draft compared to like, just, the mode just trading down to the second pick. 
Fine. No, no <laughs> one's going to trade the first pick. No one's trading the first pick. Especially not in this number, draft. No one, no one's trading in this top Has the number one picks. overall pick ever been traded? Yeah. Like yeah. pre-draft? If you were offered something insane, like if it was 2014, you offered me LeBron, I think I might take it. Yeah, I, yeah, honestly, you could probably still offer me LeBron, and I would still think about it. Hey, Sam Presti has some weird magic going on where he can talk anyone to trading their first-round picks. Number one overall. Exactly. Okay, next No, no I, the Houston football and basketball are not known for their smart trade decisions. Okay. Listen. Fair. But theoretically— They're not going to trade the number one overall. They're not going to, but theoretically, the Thunder still have that chance to get the number one pick due to the lottery. So you can't count them out yet. They don't have a high chance, but they have a chance. Obviously, Houston having the worst record in the NBA, they have the highest chance to get that number one pick. Obviously, yeah, obviously it doesn't always pan out that way. Uh, obviously, we know from a couple of years ago with the Zion and uh, John Morant draft where the Knicks were slated to get the number one pick, and I think they ended up at what? Oh, they got the fourth Fourth pick. or something like that? They got the fourth pick. Yeah, which R.J. Barrett has turned out great from that draft, to be honest. Um, yeah, facts. Especially, it, it's taken a few years, but that's kind of what we expected. Obviously, Zion and Ja were the clear one and two. Zion might be a bust. I don't know. We can say that yet. I think you can until proven otherwise. I don't think so. I don't think you've seen him enough. But yeah, because he's played what a quarter of a season. Has he even got that far? I'm more interested in this number number two pick with Orlando getting taken. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So obviously, uh, SI has the Magic selecting number two with taking Paolo Bancaro out of Duke, obviously. Kid can play flat out. Best uh, player in the draft. Hot take here in, uh, in, in Auburn Radio. <laughs> yep. he, he definitely he's the most polished player at this moment in time. Jabari has the most upside, but I was about to say I think Bari has the highest ceiling. I love how Anthony, like myself, Anthony. Right, okay, thank God. I like how Anthony, <laughs> like myself, is not afraid to go against the normal Auburn crowd. I, you know, Jabari is probably the best shooter in the draft, but Paulo yeah. definitely is, I feel like, the best all around. Uh, I think he plays better defense than Jabari, maybe. Jabari needs to work on that a little bit, and then I would say he'd go one. That's, I mean, that's fair. He's definitely more, he's a more polished all around player. Uh, his upside is kind of closer to where it should be at this stage in his career, considering where Paulo started out. Jabari, his potential obviously is still limitless. People expect him to be like Kevin Durant. I kind of expect him to play like Kevin Durant. His defense is fairly good for someone in his position where he's able to guard one through five. Um, but Paulo, his ability to be like a fulcrum of an offense at this point in, state, at this point in his career is going to be an instant impact on any NBA team, and you don't have to wait to see the results of that. But I think the most interesting out of all of these top three picks, obviously between Jabari, Paulo Bancaro, and then Chet, is, is the Chet pick, which is where uh, the Detroit Pistons are taking him at number three. According to SI. Yeah, obviously according to SI. This obviously still weighs out from the NBA draft. But these are the project- projections from SI as of April 14th. But I just think Chet going three is kind of surprising. It's, it's A lot what, of people thought he was going to go number one. Yeah. It's it's what I would expect almost. Like this is – that's kind of the spot I would take Chet at. Um, I yeah, just, oh, yeah. I, I think that Jabari has more potential than anybody else. I think it's Paolo, ceiling by far. Yeah. Paulo being the most well-rounded at this point in time, he's going to make an instant impact on any team he gets drafted to. Most NBA ready. Yeah. But then Chet, it's kind of like that unicorn where he could be very, very good, but he could also just kind of be 
someone that you don't hear from in a few years. Yeah. Just I I don't think his body type lends well to the NBA play style. He's like bull bull almost. I feel like. Yeah. Like I just you taco fall. There was something. Oh, what was it? Uh, I was looking at like Twitter the, yesterday. Um, and looking at like the old takes exposed, and it was like making fun of like imagine like the Warriors taking Jordan Poole over uh, Bol Bol or whatever, and like that was like right when Bol Bol was obviously like playing fairly well uh, in that I think it was the bubble or whatever. Um, and now Jordan Poole obviously dropping ridiculous numbers for the Golden State Warriors with Steph being out, and honestly the Golden State is looking unreal. All right. The Golden State. Yeah, the Golden State. So I'm going to run through some of the other picks that they have just to mention a few of them. Uh, number 17, Indiana Pacers uh, via, the, via the Cleveland Cavaliers are, are, are selected to take Walker Kessler. Um, obviously, I mean, I think he's going to be a player. I, I, I kind of hate that he was going here. I want him to go to the Bucks because I think he can be like Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Um, and I said that a few times on the show. Uh, We've talked about that before. Yeah. Number 20 pick I've got, uh, is the San Antonio Spurs. They're taking Wendell Moore Jr., another Duke guy. I think he's one of the most underrated prospects in this draft. Agreed. Uh, elite size at that guard position, and he's massively improved from the past couple of seasons uh, yeah. that he's been at Duke. And then this one's more fun than anything. Uh, the 22nd pick with the Memphis Grizzlies taking Ty Ty Washington. And I put this one on here just to make fun of uh, a few people. Saying that the, if the Grizzlies, I. E. an entire fan base. Yeah, i.e., uh, if the Grizzlies ever lost uh, while Ty Ty was hurt, they would ever actually never be able to lose a game. So the strategy is to get Ty Ty hurt in the off season, and then you can't lose. Then you are an undefeated one seed. Absolutely, that's the way it works. Every game that you lose is automatically not counted as a loss. You just one seed immediately. Yeah, I mean that's that's just the law. Yeah, we we don't make the rules. That's uh, just what it in is. In all seriousness, Ty Ty Washington is going to be really good in the NBA. Yeah. I, I, honestly, all of these guys should be fairly good in the NBA. I thought he was like the second best player, third best player on his team this year, though. Ty Ty? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I, Severe is better than him. I, I, I thought so as well. Um, Severe did more in terms of setting his teammates up than anything. And he played more. Yeah. But obviously, because he wasn't as hurt as much as Ty Ty. Well, yeah. But <laughs> that helps a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think. Uh, I think along the same lines there is that I just Ty Ty is going to be an extraordinarily good player. Once again, has a high ceiling. All, all obviously, all these guys in this draft are going to have high ceilings. I think I mean, he's going to if he goes to the Grizzlies, we're all going to love him. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Like uh, it, the NBA is better when the Memphis Grizzlies are good. I mean, the NBA is better when John Morant's on the big stage, and that's just, that's if you can get him help and you can continue to improve the team. Like the team's definitely light years of, uh, ahead of schedule. Oh yeah, but if you can get Jaw some help. I I want nothing more than Jaw Morant in the finals. Like uh, that is really what I want more than anything. The exception of the Atlanta Hawks winning the NBA title, which is just ludicrous for the word, those words to come out of my mouth. Um, I get it because it's Atlanta. No, I'm just saying. It's just it's the Hawks are like the Hawks world champions. Yeah, I know. I was... Especially considering where the Hawks were like three years ago, or even two years ago. Yeah, like one of the worst teams in the NBA, and now they're like. Eastern Conference Finals last year, and no one expected it. I mean, they also shouldn't have been there last year. Yeah, they, they were because why not? That team, that team was different though last season. Little Atlanta Magic never hurt anybody. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. It hurt a lot of people in <laughs> the Super Bowl. But all right, we're gonna we're gonna step away for a quick two minute PSA break. When we come back on the other side, we're gonna t- discuss our pickums uh, for this next week of NBA games. We're gonna pick through 
probably four, five or six. I don't know exactly. I don't remember. Um, but we'll see you guys on the other side of the student at PSA break. So stay tuned right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. What? You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Uh, we just had Daniel Locke leave us, which is sad. Uh, but we still have three other guests on the show to help us through these pickums. We have six pickums to go through. So uh, we've got Mr. Harrison Tarr, uh, Dylan Lark. Yo. Almost a Daniel lock. I don't know why. I'm going to throw something. <laughs> and then we got Anthony Espido. Please do not throw that at me. Uh, Dylan is currently holding up a charger, like a charging block, and just like acting like he's about to throw at me. I've had too many things thrown at me by Harrison Tarr and uh, Dylan Lark the past couple of days. Um, I'm going to go past week. You get the entire that, class throw paper at you. That's fair. Um, but that's besides the point. So <laughs> this is the final block of our show today, uh, which is sad. But. What that means is we get to do a little bit of pickums, and we get to go through the NBA games from the ones tonight, and then the ones that are tomorrow. So we have six games on the slate. Uh, the first one we've got is Boston versus Brooklyn. This is Game Two of that series. I'm start with you, Harrison. Who do you think's gonna win that game? I already know who you think, but yep, Boston. Yeah, I'm a rock of Boston. All right, who do you think, Anthony? I'm gonna go the Nets. You know, it was too close Friend. to call the last time, <laughs> and uh, Ramadan Kyrie is just different too. So. I think Brooklyn will win the first game at home. I also have Brooklyn winning this game. Um, I think with the way that Brooklyn was able to respond in that second half, I think Kyrie uh, continues his hot play, and then KD obviously bounces back from a cold game. I think there's going to be too much for Boston. Boston's still going to put up a good fight, but it will be close. Next game is game three between the 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. The 76ers are up 2-0 in this series. Anthony, who do you have in this game? I'm gonna go with the Sixers. The Bonus Brothers are just ridiculous. Like they, I don't understand how they're at the free throw line so much. But bonkers. You know, it, Have you tried not fouling them as much? Have you considered not fouling? Them? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Sixers. All right, Dylan, I'm gonna go you. with the team that the refs are rooting for. That last game with the 76ers. All right, Toronto's turn. Grab one here and then lose the rest of the series. Uh, I am thinking the same thing here. I think. Toronto picks up one rent in Toronto, and then they quickly lose the rest of the series. A nice little gentleman sweep for the Philadelphia 76ers over the Toronto Raptors. Toronto wins it all. Nah. That team's team's just, honestly, I don't think that team's very good. All right. Then we're going to have Anthony's favorite game of the week. We have the Chicago (laughs) Bulls taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll leave his pick for last. So I'm going to go ahead and pick this game. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to walk away with this one just because, well, the Bucks are infinitely better than the Bulls. Harrison, you go next. Sorry, Tony. Uh, I like the Bucks in this one. I like Bulls in game three. Dylan? I'm going to rock with Giannis. I'm going to let you go with your homework pick here. We're going with the Bulls. Listen, DeMar did not have a good game. Levine didn't have a good game. Giannis, I would say, you know, contained a little bit. If we could just do that again, and all the role players, Alex Caruso, we need a big game out of him again. So, Bulls. So what I'm hearing is that your job, what you're telling your, the Bulls to do, is it's play just, perfect. It's just play a perfect game and contain and one of the best Giannis players play well. in they're, basketball. They're capable basketball. of it. They're capable of it. We saw that in the first half of the season. You know, we're, we're we don't have Lonzo right now, but we can we can keep it up. Okay. It's shocking to me. That's like a negative to a team is they don't have Lonzo. It's because he's, yeah. he's improved so well. He's, he, he's got he's gotten so much better since he went to Chicago, yeah. and he was so good. In, he was actually fairly good in New Orleans as yeah. well, which was surprising. I just think he didn't need to be in L.A. with that team. Yeah, no kidding. That's a, that's a lot of players right now. <laughs> a lot of players should not. A lot of players should not be in L.A. 
All right. Let's make fun of them for not making no LA team actually making the The Los playoffs. Angeles Lakers are not in the playoffs, by the way. Just also, the Los Angeles it. Clippers didn't make the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, but it's either. way more fun to say the yeah. Lakers are not in the playoffs. LeBron James not in the playoffs. Yikes. It's amazing how hateable their basketball team are in LA, but how lovable <laughs> the teams are. It's incredible. Oh, it's fantastic. You love to see it, honestly. All right. Let's move on to the second half of the pickums. These are all the games happening tomorrow. Uh, we have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, this series is tied at one apiece. Anthony, who do you have winning this game? Give me the Grizzlies. Ja, you know, he put that Jordan uh, video from the last dance on his Instagram. I've been on his side ever since. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder sort why. Bulls fan showing his bulls. It's not even on. that. Just Michael Jordan's just a different breed. So if you're if you're going to call that out, you got to play well. That's facts. You got to back it up. I just got to say, we saw Illinois do this after they won the Big Ten championships. Uh, not this season, but last season, like the Big Ten tournament. They uh they did that picture where he was like holding the trophy and looking depressed, you know. <laughs> Lost first round. All right. Break, uh, breaking news: the greatest player to ever touch a basketball court is a different breed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Who uh, thought? uh, what Timberwolves won in game one, right? Yes. Uh, Grizzlies bounced back in game two, and I think they keep that keep it going. Grizzlies. This game in Memphis. Uh, I think it'll be in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota for game three. Uh, I'm kind of conflicted on this one. Uh, I, I want a seven-game series between Ant-Man and Jaw. So I, I'm, I'm taking Jaw, though. I, I like the Grizzlies a lot. I I really, really like the Grizzlies. I think they're, they've been one of the best teams in all of basketball this past season, but Minnesota has been a very good basketball club the last few weeks. They have. And we saw that in game one. Obviously, game two, different well, story. So conflicted, man. Um. But with it being at home inside Minnesota, we might see another crazy protest. Who knows? Maybe that gives Minnesota uh, that extra little motivation that they need to get the win. Uh, so I've got Minnesota going up 2-1 in this series. All okay. Right. I don't know. I just think it's funny. What was the protest for? Uh, it's something with their owner. Um, but it's just funny. One girl glued herself to the – tried to glue herself to the floor. I, I remember that. With, El- awesome. with Elmer's glue was the best part. They tried to, like, with the school glue. Don't do not do this if you're listening at home. But Absolutely like, it, do that, not. That was funny. I missed it. Was it the, the bottle or was it the glue oh, it was stick? stick glue. It was stick glue, yeah. yeah. Was it really stick glue? Yeah. yeah. No way. And she tried to, like, glue <laughs> herself to the floor. stick was working with construction paper, yeah. though, man. Like. <laughs> and, then, and then in Memphis, a girl chained herself to the basket, which was honestly – Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Memphis. Was she in the way? Because it'd be really fun if they just like let her play it around. Her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they sadly did not. Um, but the next game we have is the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. This series is also tied at one apiece. Mavericks picked up the win uh, a couple of nights ago. I can't remember what it was exactly. Uh, but who do you have winning this game, Harrison? Can I start by saying the series sucks? Like yeah. it's so lame. It's because Luca isn't playing in it. I just don't care. If Luca's back by the end of the series, then uh, the Mavs are going to win this series. I like the Jazz to win tonight, or when, I guess it's, it's tonight. Yeah, next time. it's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. I hate this series, and I don't. I refuse to watch it. So your turn, Dylan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna rock with the Jazz here. I feel like until Luca gets back, it's kind of probably gonna be a back and forth. I mean, it's and a one man show, and yeah. Dallas. Yeah. All right, who do you got? Can I pick a tie? Like, can they both just lose, or like, is that an option? Like, yeah, sure. You want them, you yeah, want, sure. Maybe you want they to, both just lose. Like the game's forfeited. Why? Why do you want them both <laughs> to lose? COVID reasons. I don't. I don't want them to lose. It, like Harrison Rain. was saying, no one cares about this series. I'm sorry. Unless you live in Utah or like a that, small percentage of Mavericks fans. Yeah, I mean, like your name's Dirk. It's just irrelevant at this point. Like, there's so much better basketball on. <laughs> but, like, no one cares. There's also like better baseball on too. Like, yeah, there's a lot better baseball on right now. This game has been forfeited due to rain delay. 
<laughs> yeah, in the indoor arena. In the indoor arena, rain has uh, stopped this game from occurring. No more games will be played. No, no one moves on from this game, from this yep, series. Yep, perfect. Uh, I actually have the Dallas Mavericks picking up another win here, moving up 2-1. and one. Obviously, once Luka come back, comes back from that strain, uh, Dallas is going to pretty much cakewalk this series. I think Dallas is just so much better with Luka on their team. Also, ESPN can't even get themselves hyped up about the series. So. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> they don't cover this series at all. <laughs> <laughs> no all Luka, right. no money. Then we have the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Golden State might be coming into form right now. They're looking and, real good. And Denver's a freaking train wreck. Yeah. So, yeah, give me give me the Warriors. It's an easy pick. It's the so Warriors. Get Jokic out of there. I don't know. See, I was going to go with Jokic. You know, he got tossed last game. Revenge game. I'm going to go Jokic with the Nuggets. out of there. Ooh, oh that's God. an interesting pick. contending. Yeah, dude, Jokic so close. Hey, technically, De- Denver is contending. They're in the playoffs at least. And they're a fairly I think high school. You would look better in an Atlanta Hawks jersey. That's just me. Well, y'all have Capella. <laughs> hey. That's maybe not after this year, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't think we can afford him. Yeah. Well, no one else no one else seemed to win in the past couple of seasons, so maybe he'll be cheap. I Who have knows? a team. <laughs> no, you can't no, we're not giving you Clint. All right, we'll take Trey. No. Clint's a free agent. That's like a plausible option. Trey's never leaving. So. Yeah. Trey, no. Trey's never leaving Atlanta. I just, I hate to break that one too. Someone's gonna have to really break, I've, break the bank to get him. I've turned into Tard during quarterback free agency in the first few weeks as a Steelers fan. Just every, every just free anyway. agent. I was every free agent. Pittsburgh. <laughs> every free every agent. One of them. And then we got the MVP, so I'm happy. Yeah. So you're good. You got all you need. Thank God. All right. Which obviously now we have the final pick of the show, which is mine, the most important pick of this show. So thanks for joining us. Hardwood Hoop, right here. We do ninety one one. I have. The Golden State Warriors going up three. I think Golden State's going to sweep this series. Though they're just Jordan Poole as of late has been ridiculous, and then you've combined that with Steph being back, and you throw in the fact that the Nuggets are bad. Yeah, the, nu- the Nuggets are just really bad right now. Um, obviously, Golden State's playing on a different level. I think I expect them to make a deep run in the playoffs this season, um, maybe contending for another title. So. I have Golden State moving up to a 3-0. They're going to sweep the Nuggets in this series. That's all we have for this week's episode of the Hardwood Hoop. Hawks right in 7. Hawks in 7. All right. You heard it right here on Weagle 91.1 You know what? FM. Hawks in 7, Bulls in 7. And have a great week, folks. <laughs> That's it right there. The Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. You can find the show on Spotify. Listen to our other stuff that you can find on the website or on the show at Weagle 91.1. Uh, that's all we have. So you can find this show right here. Same place, same time next week. We'll see you guys. Have a good one. What? You just listened to the Hardwood Hoop on Weagle 91.1 FM, where we talk all things basketball. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week at 1 o'clock on Wednesdays. If you want to check out all of our other great shows, follow our Instagram and Twitter at Weagle underscore AU. If you can't get to our radio, you can stream Weagle 24 hours a day at WeagleFM.com. Until next time, have a great second half of your week.